Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, guys. Today, we are doing something we've never done before. But we've talked about a lot. A lot. And we're going to post some video of Jamie opening up her new Coravin, which I'm so excited about. Hashtag not an ad. We no. are not sponsored by Corvin. This is my own purchase. But they can call us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you can call mm-hmm. us, Corvin. Yeah. I mean, we're open to sponsorship. Anyway, <laughs> so this is straight through Silverado, guys. Uh, we've got four vintages of Silverado Zinfandel. So first of all, I have to say, so exciting <laughs> that it's four vintages. So exciting that it's Zin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Silverado, we'll talk, get, talk a little bit about it, but very um, well-known vineyard in Napa. And we've got the vintages of 2013, 2015, 2016, and 2017. Yeah. So, and these are all Zin from the same mm-hmm. estate too. It's, they're all estate grown, but they're all from the same vineyards, which is Soda Creek Ranch. Which is apparently now called Boreo. Okay. They like rebranded their stuff. And I I didn't realize that the more recent Zinfandel that they have is Boreo Zinfandel. And that I think could also be added to our lineup here. Okay. If well, we so choose in the future. Since we use the Corvin. Since we use the Corvin, we can revisit these wines whenever Which, we want. Is it helpful to see what a Corvin does? Yes. Yes, we should. But first I think we need to cheers. Oh, God, yes. Are we All starting right. with 2013? Yeah. Okay, cheers. Let's do it. Oh, smells okay. good. So it smells... Okay, tw- 2013. That's, that's, an, that's an old wine. Eight years? Eight years, yep. It smells like leather. It's, it tastes like an older wine. It's good. It's a... It's... It's a little thinner than I probably really? would have expected. I'm getting the... I'm getting the little bit of jamminess, the leatheriness... There's a lot of fruit on there, but you also get that like tobacco. Yeah, I I feel like leather is like the main because mm-hmm. it lingers too. Like the fruit dissipates and then it's just. But it's a good linger. It's not a bad linger. Oh yeah, it's like the cranberries. You have yeah. to let it linger. It has to be good. Oh, that was such a. Oh my god, <laughs> such a good reference. <laughs> that was such a good reference. So thank you. Okay, so let's talk about what a Coravin is. Oh, what a Coravin yeah. is. Okay. I've heard about this for a long time. I've considered purchasing one for a, not as long of a time. But then last year, there was this like Prime Day deal or something. Because they're not cheap, right? They are not cheap. And I was like, do I really have that many really good bottles that I would want to just like kind of sip here and there? I would say yes. Well, now. Back then, oh. no. Now, I, I definitely have stocked up my... My reserves but here, usually, my cellar. Usually the thing is, is that you don't just have a little bit of wine. Well, so that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Is like, I, typically if I'm going to have a wine, I'm going to end up continuing to consume and like finish the bottle, either within the first night or within at least three nights, right. you know, at, at max typically. And yes, that can be by myself. I will admit that. At any rate, so the Coravin is actually designed for if, I think originally it was because, you know, you have these top-notch bottles in your cellar right but you don't necessarily want to open them and you you know they always say like oh the peak is during this time frame or yeah don't drink or 
drink past this date or don't drink past this date or something. And so sometimes it's nice to see the evolution because obviously we talked about recently like wine is still an evolving thing. Like there's stuff inside that means the flavors continue to grow or build. So Coravin basically has this very thin needle that is inserted into your cork and it empties the wine through that needle into your glass. Like we... We just watched this happen. It's like she presses a button and it's like almost like a little, like you'd see like a, like almost like a squirt gun. Yeah. But, yeah. Kind but of. Wine. Yeah, but wine. We should just do it into our mouths next time. No. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would it's be like a amazing. college party. Yeah. Um, and then actually what it does is as it pours, it's replacing all of the, oh my God, what, the volume in the bottle with okay. gas. Okay, so that it doesn't go bad. Correct. And so it also, like, makes sure that it's not oxygen. I think it's argon gas, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And so that just then rests on top. And so it shouldn't oxidize the wine. Because one of the things is, like, you open a bottle and you let it sit for a few days and it can go bad pretty quickly, right? you, You know it. You, like, pour it and you're like, God damn it. Yeah, it's you're like, past its exactly. prime and you spill it. I know, that's happened to me. Exactly. So this is meant to be a way to preserve your wines that you are not going to polish off when you I also open. think restaurants use this for their more expensive wines to sell it by the glass. I've Which, seen that before. You're right. There are actually some models, like, I don't even know. I know that there's a Model 11, I'm pretty sure. There are some models that are designed more to be, like, commercial or yes. at in for restaurant usage. Right. And I wish that there were more restaurants that had this because I can't tell you the number of times mm-hmm. I'm disappointed going and looking at the wine list, seeing all of these other things that are on there and I'm just like, but they don't sell it by the class. And you don't want to commit to seventy, eighty dollars. Right. Not knowing if it's good. Right. So we'll have to revisit a wine or two of oh, these sure. after in a couple of weeks to see what we think about its preservation system. But I'd be down for so it. how much did you end up paying for this? Oh, that's a great question. Because um, I think they go for like, what, $200, $300? Close to $300. Yeah. I want to say that this one, I I think I paid like $154. Again, it was a Prime Day deal. It, it, unless it was 100 bucks, I don't remember. Or Whatever Black it Friday, was, maybe? it was like, it, it, I'm sure that there might be some coming up. Yeah. It was one of these things where I was just like, if I'm going to get it, I should jump on this now. Yeah. So anyway, this is the first time we're using it, so... Really easy to like kind of get things totally going. easy. I it looked complicated, but it wasn't. I know I was very concerned I was gonna stab myself with a needle, okay. but but oh, and that's one of the other things. It's like a medical grade needle. Oh, I the guy who invented this actually was in the it was in the medical field, and I think that was why he was thought like this would be a solution is using such fine needles that they use in, yeah. I don't know if it's anesthesia or surgery. I don't know what it is. Anything. Anything. But yeah. Injections, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. This is, like I said, we've never done this. No. Okay. So we did 2013. Yes. Shall we do 2015? 2015? Yes. Now, we have all four of these vintages poured side by side. Okay. This smells very similar to the 13. Wait. Yeah. It does. On first, on first nose, it does. So while we're trying this, um, I was surprised to learn that Silverado Vineyards is like owned by Disney. I think this tastes drastically different. I think it's way brighter fruit. Granted, it's two years fresher. 
It is way brighter. There's way not that, brighter. that leatheriness is not there. No, but you still get the spice. You oh, it's bright red fruits. It's like it's like night and day, actually. Amazing. The 2015 is so much brighter. Like it has so much more fruit. Which one do you like better? I like the second one. I like 2015 better, so actually. Do so do I. Maybe you know. Do we know when the peak is? Not for these two, but for 2017, yes. The, like right now is like the peak for 2017. So that makes sense. So I think um, we'll see. We're not there yet, but we, we'll see. When exactly, we get. exactly. Um, okay, so I was gonna say too. We have all four of these. This makes me feel like we're at one of our race wine tastings. We have all four of these poured oh side God, by side. Oh my God, it does look exactly like it, actually. Right? Although these aren't all eight of my right, glasses. Right. Essentially, it's so that we can revisit and we can do the comparisons, like with the nose, you know, have like a, a taste here and a taste there and just kind of do those comparisons. So that's one of the reasons why like doing verticals is kind of fun. Yeah. And then we decided if we really like one, we can actually open the bottle. Exactly. So it's, it, it is great, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So... Just a little bit on Silverado. So, oh wait, oh wait. So, you were surprised to find out that it was, it was Disney. Disney. I didn't know, but not good old Walt. It was his daughter. Close enough. Who started. Yeah, yeah. Diane. Diane Disney Miller. Man, I would love to have been born into that family. Shit, right? You know, I went here. I went to Silverado. I'm part of the wine club, which is part of the reason why I have. I got a couple of these in, I think I got the 2016 and 2017 in wine shipments. And then they so happened to be like selling 2013 and 15, like different times. And I just snatched them up because I was like, wouldn't a vertical be really cool? And here we are. And here we are. Um, and I was, it was like the perfect opportunity because I was like, do you really want to open all that wine? Because it's not cheap. It's like what? I think they're about 45 a, a bottle. Yeah. Um. And the Corv, I was like, we could use the Corvin. Well, the other thing too is that if we, you know, if we had more people, like we certainly yeah. would have popped the bottles instead. I think. Right. I but don't. four bottles for for us is a lot for even us. <laughs> even on Friday. Even on Friday. Even after a long week. Even and after a long, a long week and long day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Silverado is in Yonville, in Napa Valley. And it's actually, I don't think it's quite, it's very far off like the main strip. I mean, it's on the Silverado Trail, but I don't think it's far off the no, main strip. No, it's right next to all the other big vineyards. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Napa, it's a great place to visit because you're around so many other wineries that you can go to. Yep. Um, but kind of going back just to um, the 2013, we forgot to mention the ABV. Oh, so 15.2 percent and the 2015 is 15.7 so very similar in abv Mm -hmm. um and i think they're so i know the 2013 is 100 percent zinfandel but i believe the 15 might have a little bit of sangiovese in it which makes sense because the sangiovese is another varietal that's grown on the soda creek ranch or now called borreo uh vineyard site so i mean i guess yeah i guess that makes a little bit of sense. I don't re- recall if 2015 was like a bad vintage or something. Um, was it? I don't oh. know. I just, my point being, that would be a reason why like they might blend it with something else. Because we know legally they're allowed to do that and still only put one 
grape on the label. Yeah. So long as they meet the threshold of 75%. I want to say for Napa, it's a little higher. But maybe it's I think for Oregon, it's higher. That's what it is. Yeah, Napa, it's 75%. I think Oregon, California is like 75%. 90. I think Oregon, it's like, yeah. Like yeah. to say you have a Pinot, it needs to be like uh-huh, 90 or uh-huh. something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... Um, okay. I'm going to go smell... Wait. I got a swirl. Are, what are you doing? The 15? Okay, so? here's the hard part about using the Coravin is that I feel like I did not pour enough. And so I'm like... It was so easy to use though. You can pour yourself more. I know, I know, I know. The 13 okay, is good. now the 13 on the nose. I'm, it smells fruitier. But taste it. The 15 is fruitier. I'm loving it. more, A little more than the 13. The 13 is good. But, the 13 um, is kind of moody. Yeah, it is. That's such a good descriptor, moody. I like that. Oh, yeah. 15 is definitely brighter. Yeah. So 15, I'm getting like kind of like almost cranberry. Um, um, other like other red berries, red fruits. Mm-hmm. It has a higher acidity level. They still are. They have very similar tannins. I would say like medium to medium plus tannin. I don't think it's too much. I, th- I think there's more on the 13, but... I mean, that could be because of age as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Well, the 16 has 15.78% ABV. Did you smell this one yet? No, I have not. <laughs> Is it different? Very different. I think markedly different. There's so much stone on this. I smell and so fl- much mineral. Is there like something mildly like flinty. floral too? And flinty. Like, you know, fl- like that yeah. flint stone. Yeah. It almost like. Flint stone. Fl- <laughs> ah, Fred. Fred Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. It's so much more watery. This one's not as good. Oh, I think 2015 is the winner. 2015 right now, right now is the winner but- for sure. Part of it is because I think you're right. It's not as rich or robust of flavor. It's like watery. It's but like, you know, if you look at it in the glass, it looks exactly the same. But it tastes more. It tastes like it's it's like thinned down. Hmm. Like someone took one of the other ones and added water to it. Like that's what it tastes like. Um, Which legally you can't do. By the no, way. of course not. By the way, all of these are estate grown wines, meaning they don't buy the grapes from anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's all their vineyards because a lot of Napa wineries do that. They buy grapes from other vineyards. And then they have 345 acres of wine. And it includes, they also make Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, Cab, Merlot, and Sangiovese. Their flagship wines are the Reserve Cabs and Chardonnay, which is very typical for Napa. Now, I, I, maybe you guys remember me talking about this in our first season of DBP. When I joined this wine club, basically, if you can wow me with a Chardonnay, it's like guaranteed the rest of your line will also be absolutely amazing to me. One of the things that really astounded me is that the wine that I had when I went to the tasting, I still remember it. I absolutely love it. And I stocked up from them recently is a Carnero Chardonnay. 
Carneros is the perfect place to grow Chardonnay because it's a cooler climate. Absolutely. And so they, and it tends to have some of those more crisp, like citrusy mm-hmm. flavors as opposed to like more tropical-y flavors that you get with warmer climates. And Chardonnay, we know, is, you know, also a butter bomb because people throw a bunch of oak oh. on it. But the way that Silverado makes it, or at least that that particular Chardonnay. They have several, but, you know, it just wowed me. And so I will say that, like, the Chardonnay is what drew me in, but the rest of the wines, like, kept you. They, they caught me into joining their wine club. And I've, I've been a member for the last three years, so I don't foresee that stopping anytime soon. Yeah, so the 2016, this also is 15.7, so we aren't seeing any difference in ABV uh, with the 2016 or 2015. Okay, what's interesting, there are tasting notes for this one that we could find from Silverado. And they say that it's boysenberry, blueberry, and big juicy blackberry flavors, followed by a touch of vanilla and white pepper on the mid-palate. I just am not sure. I actually don't pick up any vanilla. Like, am I crazy? No, I don't either. And I don't think there's a lot of blackberry. Blueberry, maybe. Maybe, which is then a stark contrast to... The red fruits that we pick up on the palate in the 2013 and 15. Yeah, the 13, it says wild berry patch, cracked pepper, savory spices. I, I mean, them, see that. I think that's accurate. Yeah. So aging is two to five years. It's it's peak and drink by six to eight years. So for the 13th, we're really like. We're like, thank God we're drinking it now. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we should pop that sucker. Yeah. <laughs> the 15, it's probably at the best time right now. Because it's at six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. Well, it's saying two to five years is the peak, but I don't. I don't know about the six. I don't think it's. I don't think the fifteen has peaked. I think the sixteen could maybe do a little bit longer. I think it needs longer. Yeah, there's something about it. And for the 2016, did you say this one is 100 percent, or we didn't find that out? I was just thinking that. I don't know if we know because. Wait, but the 2015 is a little Sangiovese. Yes, and the okay. 2013 is 100%. So actually, that makes that makes a lot of sense when we think about the flavors that we would typically see. Um, Sangiovese is going to offer some of those brighter notes. Um, you also get some savory characteristics there. Sangiovese pairs extremely well. You guys might remember with like pizza, like like acidic dishes, and because it has a high acidity to balance with foods. And I feel like the moment I drink the 15... That's like what I got. It was high acidity. It was bright fruits, bright mm-hmm. red fruits mm-hmm. that I think really would balance well with those types of meals. 16, I would go something different. And I don't think it has as much tannin on it either. Um, I, I think it's spice. really kind of missing it, honestly. And that's and, why I said maybe it does need to age a little bit longer. And when we think about Zin. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, this is this is the cab. Never mind. Um no, I was just going to say, it does not, I think it does need to age longer because. Really? The tannin is like not, not there. there. It's like medium minus tannin. Yeah. Agreed. Which Weird. Which is surprising. Yeah. Also, I expect Zin to be fruitier. I, I expect Zin to be fruitier, but I also expect it to be spicier, jam, like jammy, yeah. right? A little and bit of spice. I like Zin because I get, it's jammy, but it's not too fruity. And you usually get this like nice, like you said, this nice yeah. like lingering finish. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm always kind of a, a a Zen girl. I prefer Zen over Cab, yeah. But most of the time, not all the time. It depends. <laughs> it depends. Um, okay, should we try the seventeen? Yeah. Should we move on? Okay. I am. Okay. It smells similar to the other ones. 
So this Zin was first planted in California in the mid 1800s. And this this property specifically wow, wow, wow. was 1880s. So, I mean, this has been growing for a really long time. Oh, I didn't know this. What? The illustrations of... So if you look oh. at the bottle, it's like mm-hmm. black and white illustration yep. of botanicals on the bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's designed by Walt Disney's great-granddaughter, Annabelle Ray Miller, a fourth-generation winery owner. I'm not sure that that I knew that either. Ooh, that's so cool. I mean, they're beautiful. And this is what the majority of their labels are. Have you are. tried this yet? I just did. This is so different. But I think it's lovely. It's nice. I really like okay, it. Okay, so maybe 16 is just an off year. This one has the heat. This one, it has a little... Yeah. Well, wait. Because we just jumped from 15.7 ABV to 16.4 ABV. Okay, but that's still... Knowing that you can fudge it like a point... What? Three, I guess, but regardless, 5%. like consider that they think that that's like maybe even on the low scale because of like certain. Actually, I'm trying to remember the tax brackets. Maybe it's regard. It's it's um Isn't irrelevant. It over, like, I think 15? it's fourteen. I think it's 14. it's over fourteen or fifteen. Or 14. So I think that is irrelevant. Yeah. yeah, but this feels it. This feels, feels like hotter. Like, yes, it does. It feels like more like a zen than the sixteen. My thought is that when you can feel the alcohol a little bit more, I think somehow that also makes it taste jammier i don't know if that's because like i taste macerated fruits in here okay and so i think it 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 is more of you know what we would anticipate with i think a typical zen you mentioned about like you know when you're supposed to drink it this is actually two to five years peak as well and so we are right there i actually had written on in my in my cellar um a little card that said drink between 2019 and 2022 so i thought this is actually very perfect perfect to like yeah pull this out this one has like we get all of the details yeah. about it. So if it's indicative of what some of the uh, winemaking practices are for the earlier vintages, I just wanted to share a few things. Mm-hmm. So this is 100% Zin from 100% Soda Creek Ranch. Um, I think that the laws for labeling, I think it also has some uh, a little bit of leeway for it to come. Like you could throw in like 10% from somewhere else, maybe 15%. Mm-hmm. But this is 100% Soda Creek Ranch. It was harvested October 1st. I don't know if that's early or late for Zen, actually. And it had 11 days of maceration. So that means skin contact. That's kind of a lot. Right? It is, but there are also, like, there are some wines that, you know, there aren't a lot of tannins be in, or there are oh, thinner yeah, so um, skins. So it's adding. for much longer. But, yeah. the, I mean, some some have, like, barely, like, just a couple days of skin contact. So this is... This is a moderate level, I think, you know, to impart some mm-hmm. tannin, impart some color, some additional phenolics and, and flavors and things like that. Now, this is aged 13 and a half months on oak. It's 37% new French oak. And then the remaining 63% of the oak is, is, I guess, neutral. But it is interesting because overall, sorry, this might get confusing, but overall, they use French oak, American oak, and Hungarian oak. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we talked about Hungarian oak. We did. And what's funny, I was just talking about this with actually my brother and sister-in-law about oak for like bourbon. But there are 
like French oak barrels are the most expensive mm-hmm. oak barrels. And so some winemakers tend to use those like less expensive ones, the American Hungarian, and they yeah. also do like different flavor profiles. So, so and you said 30% new oak, right? Or 37%. Correct. Okay. So interesting. I just tasted the 2016 again and I get more oak on it. What? Try it okay. now. Hang on a second. Is this a magic trick? It, I'm telling you, try it now. Why is there tannin now? I'm t- Wait a second. Hang on a second. I <laughs> no, just got I something like- on the back of my tongue too that I'm not sure I love. I don't like the 2016. I'm just going to say it. I don't think it's Wait, you good. don't like it at all or you don't like in comparison to these In comparison. Four? They're all good wine. Okay. But I'm just like- checking. I mean, if I could spill one out, it would be that one. It would be that one. If you had to spill one out. Yeah. I also have noticed, and we'll talk about this on our podcast, because I was just recently in Napa and Sonoma. Oh, this is true. But I will, I've also noticed I've become extremely sensitive to oak. Have you really? Yes. Too much new oak, and I'm like, I don't like it. Can I ask you a question? And I'm ashamed to admit that I don't remember. Do you like buttery Chardonnays? No. Okay. I didn't think so, but I was no. like, because I know we no. talked about your, that your was friend who does not. When I like first started drinking wine, like when I was eight, like what? 18. No, I'm sorry. 21. Sorry. 21 folks. She was 21. You know, when I first started drinking, I was like, oh, it's good. But no, I do not like buttery Chardonnay. I do wonder if I, I ever drank stand it. the buttery shard. I cannot stand it. No. Um. There are certain wines that people throw oak on to make them, like, to cover up, like, flaws and, like, shitty grapes. There are other wines that they use oak in order to bring out additional and flavors. And that's fine. I'm not saying oak has its right, place. Right, right, right. You shouldn't not use But it's funny oak. to me that you are more sensitive to it now. I think it's because I've been drinking wine for so long. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Since she was 21. Not 18. Um, <laughs> that, like... I think I enjoy the grape now more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's interesting because I'm so sensitive to it. Like I can Sarah. tell, like I will, if if a wine's too oaky, like I'm not into it. Like the second I get that vanilla, I'm just like, uh-huh. oh, I'm out. I'm out. Uh-huh. I think this is part of the reason I really enjoy Pinots from Oregon. is because they're like, it's fruit. It's just fruit. It's fruit. There's earth, but that's like due to the soil. Yeah. That's not because they like it's throw clean. it. I like a clean palate wine. Yeah. These seem clean to me, but I guess I, I'm just picking. And I wonder how saying, much yeah. oak is on the 2016, on the, the new oak, because I'm kind of picking it up now a little more. That Well, that's so. Okay. All right. I feel. Okay. There are so many thoughts. For, this, is, this is me at work like yesterday. I was just like, okay, okay. Brain is moving. Words are not forming. I, I have too many ideas running in my head. The 13's okay. good. I'm going to smell them. It's good. I mean, I'm sorry, you guys. Have to continue hearing the glasses dinging. I know. But you know what, though? This is so much fun. I really do recommend that everybody does this. All right. 2013 and 15. You don't have to buy like a $45 bottle of wine, but you could Ooh. do like a 15 or Can, $20 right. bottle. Here's four of them. Yeah. Here's yeah. a fun story. We had a wine night one time. I'm sorry, Sarah, you weren't there. It was so. I'm I don't so, remember I'm what we so were insulted. <laughs> I don't remember if we were supposed to be doing Merlot or if we just said fall wines. But regardless, okay. three people bought the same wine, but different years. Yeah, it was okay. Velvet Devil, 
It was Velvet oh, it was, Devil that's Merlot. Char- Charles Smith. Right. Yeah. And it was the Merlot. And it was what was funny is that we were like, oh shit, because nobody coordinates ever. It's yeah. just like, I'm going to bring a wine, I'm going to bring a wine, I'm going to bring a wine. Well, we're like, like oh, why great. would you think everyone would buy the same Merlot? There's well, like a there's bajillion like, Merlots. Exactly. Right. So people show up and we like, we get the first one, sale. we put it out. It's like, cool. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we didn't open that initially. Somebody else shows up, they put another one out, and we're like, oh shit. Third person shows up and they brought it out and we're like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, you guys, I was born for this. These are all three different years, different vintages. I have enough glasses. Let's do a side-by-side tasting. I think Velvet Devil, I want to say might be like 15 bucks a bottle. Is that it? I think maybe. It's like Kung Fu like Girl Riesling. Charles. No, remember Kung Fu Girl Riesling was like twelve that. bucks. He sold but before that. he sold it, it was twelve bucks a bottle. I really do love that Riesling. I know, I know. I haven't had it since, like since a vintage later. Oh my god, you're right. It. It's actually on, at Total Wine. It's ten ninety nine. Is that so? Yeah. Is it still under Charles Smith? Yeah, it says Charles Smith. Okay. I didn't realize he made wine that cheap. I, guys, go get it. No. Is, is it good? I haven't had it. The Velvet Devil, I think, was actually pretty good. And and we had, I think it was 2013, 14, and 15. Okay. And, th- I mean, they were noticeably different, which mini soapbox, I think. And I could just be getting drunk. I don't know. But <laughs> I applaud winemakers who continue to produce wines based upon the grapes that they have. And not based on a particular, oh, this sounds bad. I was going to say a particular flavor profile, meaning. Ah, they're you know not trying to fit their wines into Thank the profile you. they want it to be. And doing whatever they need to. They're just letting the wine express itself. Yes, yes. Exactly. You, you get me. Yeah. That is exactly what I think was evident in Velvet Devil. And I think that's evident here too. You do with, you do what you can with what you have. Yeah. And. I want to throw in a little di- a little tidbit about Silverado. Please. Okay. First of all, it's fabulous and stunning. And, oh my God, everybody should go do a tasting on their patio. Oh. I know you couldn't do it when you were there. I couldn't. They were booked. So However. unfortunate. It is just this magical. It's similar to when we were at Joseph Phelps because when you go to the patio, oh, you just overlook, amazing. You overlook the vineyards. And to the right of the patio... As you're looking out at the vineyards, you can see Lillian Disney, which is Walt Disney's wife, Diane's mother. You can see her little abode, like where she used to live because she lived on the property. I think she did like gardening and stuff like that. It's just beautiful. My mom and I, when we were there in 2018, we did a tour. And let me tell you, obviously, it's Disney family. Like, Yeah. And, and, oh. Is it like, is it like the Disneyland of wine? You know, it's not – you're asking someone who's just been watching a lot of Disney Plus mm. lately and behind the attractions on Disney Plus if that is – Ooh, is it a, good? Actually, I think it's very interesting. Ooh, okay. Um, but this is actually very fitting. In Behind the Attraction, it talks about a lot of like really big things and some of the Easter eggs that they kind of fit into mm-hmm. like the major attractions – Similarly, at Silverado Vineyards, there are a lot of different Easter eggs. And there are little, like, you'll know they have beautiful stained glass throughout the property. Okay. But what's fun is that within the stained glass, uh, like, there's lilies for Lillian because they're her favorite flower. Okay. Um, But there are also other ones that are made with, like, wine bottle bottoms. 
the excuse me, oh, very the cool. bottoms of wine bottles. Yeah. And they have Mickey Mouse ears. Oh. Like Mickey Mouse faces like in the stained glass that you kind of have to look for a little carefully you have to for. Like, yeah. But just little Easter eggs like that. They have movie posters. People can get married there. People can have meetings there. It really is fantastic and beautiful. But what's what I think I kind of love is that it's not like an ostentatious throwing mm-hmm. Disney in your face. Unless you paid attention or like you read know. about it, you actually That's wouldn't nice. really know. And so I think that Silverado gets to make a name for itself simply because the wines are good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not necessarily because it's associated with Walt Disney. Right. But of that course. Makes, yeah, that makes it sense. Is. So I am just on what are you looking right up? now. Yeah. Looking at all the vintages. The 2016 does have the lowest rating from user reviews at wow. 3.9. What are the other ratings? 2017 is 4.2, 15 is 4.2, and 13, well, 13's 3.92 actually. Oh, wow. But I'm guessing a lot of those ratings were done earlier. Okay. So, have you drank actually, it? the highest one is one we don't have here, What's which that? is the 14. Damn 4.4. You know what? And I couldn't get it because they were all sold out of it. Maybe it was I that good. I think that 2014 was an excellent vintage in Napa. Probably. I am pretty sure that I just pulled up a vintage chart and it really was an exceptional year because I think there was something, some other wine that I was looking at and noticed that that seemed to be like a a really fantastic Mm -hmm. year. Did you, have you tasted the 2013 again? Hold on. It's good. It is. It's good. It's actually like balanced out. I think it's aerated a little bit. That like, like, thirty minutes, forty minutes. Oh yeah, no, it is good. Okay, we need to figure out which one we like the best. That is oh, that shit. right now is drinking. Well. Are we just too drunk? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's possible. Mm-mm. I haven't been Hard. drinking since Mm-mm. I was. Shut up. Twenty one. <laughs> Twenty one. What's the age again? Uh, I forgot. Wait, is that Blink One Eighty Two now? What's mm-hmm. my age again? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I age myself more than I need to. <laughs> I also have not been eating my cheese because I haven't wanted to tarnish the flavors. Well, don't eat the onion one. That well, did tarnish my flavor. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, is what we're going to do for our rating this week, we're just going to star one of them? Yeah. We should just pick our favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. It's not the 2016. I think we've established that. I think we've established that. Although I think the 16 is growing on me a tidbit, it is still not up to the level of the others. 2017, while good, I think it needs more time. Do you? Yeah. Taste it again. I I think it needs... Girl, let me just say, drinking consecutively, the heat is building in my throat and in my mouth, and the spice is building. All right, I'm gonna skip 2016. It's good, but I do, I do think it could use a year or two. I'm not positive. I'm getting more raisiny flavors. I think it needs. I, I don't know. If I'm gonna compare color wise, they all look pretty much the same. The older they all ones, look though. The same. The older ones, though, Sarah, have you noticed that if you look at them, but maybe they've got not. the rest. The rest they here. have a bit more of a watery rim, mm-hmm. just slightly, which is it's. I think it can be a little bit more indicative of age 
So I have to say, and I don't have much of the 2015 left, but I have to say I'm probably between the 15 and 13 for favorites. I know I said I liked the 15 more than the 13. But now. But now it's like, it's it's aerated some and it is, it's tasting really good. I agree with you. The 17, it is more fruit forward. It also has more body than the rest of them. It just feels fuller in my mouth. It is also more alcoholic, which That's is... What she said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Oh, God. That was good. <laughs> that was good. I didn't even think that that was a thing. Okay. I need to watch what I say around you. Okay, so the higher alcohol level, that contributes to the feeling, the weight feeling, right? The body. So I think that that is why the 17 feels that way in my mouth. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that sounded like that to me. Usually it doesn't, but I think it, I don't know. It does. No, it sounded like to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that joke over? I don't think that joke is ever over. Okay. I think The Office has gotten a resurgence. There are like two podcasts on it. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back to the wine. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Again, I just steamed up my glass. What the hell? You are steaming up your glass. It's getting hot and heavy in here, guys. I don't think that's... Uh, that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Sarah. Hmm. 13's the winner. It is with the with the with the air. It wasn't when we first poured it. I know, but now it's so good. You guys, you guys, wine changes. It's a living thing. It changes. It just fucking surprises you. Oh my god, thirteen so is the I winner. I really think seventeen. You need to sit on for longer. Okay, I think you do. I think if we were going to open one, it should be the thirteen because it's probably at its time. But fifteen's fifteen's drinking 15's really well. Pretty fucking great. 16, Either one. 16 is just not, I don't know, maybe it needs more time I and it'll I'm be I think I'm do a little more research. This might be like a, okay, because you know that Sarah and I drink a lot of wine, like just drinking, <laughs> just drinking wine, like not necessarily with a meal is what I'm trying to say. Oh no, we just drink wine. Not to we say do that we don't drink food. wine with meals, but we also just drink wine by itself. Just to drink wine. Yes, we do. 16 is not going to be one of those. Mm-mm. 16 is going to be like, I'm going to finish popping this and we're going to eat something with it. I might like, bring it to Friendsgiving. 16 is like, eh. Maybe something will happen. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe with time it will change. It needs more ta- It needs more tan. structure. It yes. needs more structure. It lacks the structure. It lacks like the typicity of... I said that right, right? Typicity. Yeah. Okay. It lacks the typicity of Zinfandel. I think that word's too complicated for me. I think I'm too drunk to pronounce things properly, which is why I'm questioning myself. It's not what we would expect. No. Right? I think that 13, 15, 17 are yes. the odd vintages are actually more representative actually, 16, of the grape. 16 is more the odd vintage. The other ones Well, but I mean odd sense. numbers. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I think they are right. more representative of Zinfandel. Yeah. Agreed. If you're if you've never had Zinfandel, those are the ones you would go with. Yeah, 16's gonna put you in like a weird spot, and if you don't like it, 
You might not want to drink Zin. You might (gasps) not want to drink Zin. Oh my goodness, that would be a tragedy. You know what, Sarah? I think that this is something important. We oftentimes talk about like, you know, you just have to find like the right one. Hey, I just told you we went. I went to a very famous winery and tried the Zin, and it was awful. I know. I'm very upset by that. So I mean, I'm very sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I think the lady too was a little upset at me spilling it out, which is Listen, shocking because in Napa and Sonoma, like that's I what was just you gonna do. say. You're, anybody who's not driving is totally welcome to just like down whatever people give you because I think some people are very generous with, with their pores. Some people give give you extras and all that stuff. But to be honest, like when you do a tasting, like you're supposed to like sip it, slurp it, swirl it, and all that stuff, dump it. Get the next one. Like, I think that's appropriate. Especially because... I don't because think you... I, I think whatever you want to do. If you want to drink them all... Drink, drink them all. If you want to spit some out... Spit them spit out. Spit them out. Like, but I don't think you should make someone feel bad for either. No. Like, you shouldn't make them feel bad that they drank all the wine. And you shouldn't make them feel bad if they spill all the wine. Whenever we go to, like, an actual big tasting, not oh, just, like, yeah. a typical, like, Thursday night tasting or something where there might be like four to eight wines or something. This is, you've got tables that each have eight to ten wines that they're pouring. You can't drink it all. You can't drink it all. You have to dump it. You don't have to dump it, but you should not drive after you do that. So that's the thing. It's like you don't know people's situations and especially if you go somewhere like early in the day or whenever. Like you don't know what the plans are later on. Don't judge. Don't be judgy judgy. Oh yeah, there was judginess. Anyway. All right. Um, all right. Well, I'm tasting 2017 again. I'm telling you it's good, but it needs more time. It could p- maybe go another year. I think it, that's what I'm saying. I think it needs one to two years on it. Yeah. Because, again, the peak time to, like, drink it it's from two, two to, to five, five years, right? which is 2022. But I think we've established that we like the 2013 the best. So maybe that six to eight, eight year is what we're looking at so mm-hmm. and we like the 2015 those are our favorites so maybe the six to eight is where you need to be i'm going with that That's all right recommendation i'm gonna ask you a question okay do you think zinfandel is a good wine for people to drink oh yes yeah i know you love zin absolutely i think zin's a great wine to drink i think it's overlooked i think everyone goes to cab i think you're right yeah. um i think zin is the underdog it's the underdog of California bold wine. Because Bull. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes, everyone's like, cap, 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 cap. But like, try a Zin. Because a Zin is bold, but not too bold. Has the fruit, has the spice. But I feel like sometimes cabs are overpowering. And I feel like Zin is not, is a good pairing to a lot of these holiday foods. I agree with that. Yeah. And I wonder if part of the reason why you are anti-cab to some extent. I don't I'm not Hey, no, I know you're not totally. I know, I, not like, not. Yeah, I just think it's, I think it's overplayed. Well, I was going to say, I wonder if it's because people put too much oak on the cab for you. Yes. I too. think that that might be a factor. That's changed over time. I used to love, love, love cab. But again, I think it's because I was going with the masses and it's overplayed. Well, you've also... I don't mean to make you sound like a lush. I feel like we're both lushes, so let's I mean, be honest. That's fine. I'm, I'm going to own it. Since we met. We've been drinking a lot of wine. We've, been drink, we've both been drinking yes. a lot more wine, and I think cultivating our palates and figuring out things that we do like versus we don't like. 
And I think we are more sensitive to certain things. Yes. And we are able to pick up and hone in on certain... And discern things. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I think that's why that we we make these judgments. Yeah. I think everyone should try Zen. Try a good Zen. Sagacio Vineyards <gasps> has a great Zen. Z- I agree. Yeah. Wait. They have... Ray's has it on sale, I know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But let me tell you something about Sagacio Zen. Sagacio... I will... Th- tell our listeners Sigacio is fantastic yeah I drank it and I was like I don't think this is all zen was there a cab or something in it uh petite Syrah. okay I still really really like that it, and I the think reason it's I the bring price it up point. is because I think the exactly I think it's really good one for the price point I think if yeah it's if you want to try a good California zen mm-hmm. it's like what 20 ish I think it's dollars. just under 20 yeah and I think it's it's excellent. For yeah, that. I think that that's like a good like staple. It's like a go. It's like for me, it's like a go to. I'm like, I don't know what to buy. I'm like, eh, I know this is going to so be good. Exactly. You exactly. Know. I totally agree with you. Okay, so we talked about these four vintages of Silverado. So we've got 13, 15, 17. 16 is the oddball. And 16, I said before, we just don't think that you can drink it by itself. It needs to be drunk with food. Sagacio, I think, is a notch above the 16 mm-hmm. Silverado. I mean, we're not doing a side-by-side comparison yeah. of that, but that could be fun. Sagacio Zin and other Zinfandels, like you, you kind of need to play around with whether it's a food versus by itself. And that's one. the other reason I like Zin. I feel like it can be either. Yeah. I feel like it can be drank by itself and still be enjoyable. And I think it be, you could pair it with food in it. It's like So for example, we're going to have a little lamb. This says that it pairs well with lamb. Oh, I, yeah. But the, I think you could eat this with chicken. I think you could eat this with like, really you could anything. Eat this with pasta it's very food and, friendly. Exactly, mm-hmm. pasta and tomato sauce. I think it would be great. Ooh, so an interesting thing would be: what if we paired the fifteen with pizza or with oh pizza tomato perfect. sauce? Yeah, because it has thing. Sangiovese. Yes, right. Yeah, and Sangiovese again. It's like this acidity. Whatever. We're not talking about Sangiovese, Jamie. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Zin, I know that you love Zin. You've I always do. loved Zin. And I mean, I probably was just like a cab person. Yeah. And I was like, I'm only like, I wonder, I wish I remembered what I drank prior. We used to drink Mark I'll West. Oh, did you? I think okay. I think we had Mark West. Remember we when we used, used to, to drink a drugs? lot of Miomi? I know, I know. And now it's awful. Well, that's because because it changed owners. Yeah, I know. But still, still, (laughs) when you first start drinking wine, in the beginning, people drink white because they're not familiar. They drink the sweet stuff. Oh, that's true. Then people drink more. They get to the reds. They like the reds. They're cab people. They only want (laughs) cab people. It's true. Then their palates change a little bit. And the more their palates mature, they start going back to the whites, but they go back to the good whites. They go back to the Sauvignon Blancs and the Chenin Blancs. Riesling. The good good Rieslings. And then you're like, wait, white's actually good. Mm -hmm. So like, it's this like progression. That's true. I mean, if you spend enough time drinking wine. I'm telling you, I feel like this is how it happens. Like, talk to sommeliers. And if you watch like oh, sommeliers, do you remember talk, that guy? They like, I just want to drink Riesling. Oh, wait, the time. what was that guy's name? I he forgot. Was so into it. Yeah, 
Then you get sick of the heavy red. Well, because because what we talked about and what I don't think is included in these Silverados, I'm going to continue to try to like bring it back to Silverado, but they don't overpower. People throw oak on a lot of shit. I'm telling you, I can't so, deal with it. It's so overdone. I cannot deal with Listen, it. Listen. I know that there are price points that like make people not want to buy above $10, above $20, above $50. Okay, I'm sorry. You can find good wine that's less than $20. 100%. You know what? We need to do another podcast where we just do like the under 20s. Can we oh do that? Oh my God, yes. Our, Our favorite favorites under 20s. under 20s. And some yeah. of them might be ones that we've done before on the episodes. Okay. Some of them might actually be I different. know, I know that. But Kung Fu Girl will be on that list. I can yeah. tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely a favorite. No, we there are certainly like good expressions. Portuguese of, wine, so cheap, so good. Oh, girl, we need we we need to dedicate a podcast yeah. to certain things like this because I think that one of the other issues is that, at least from my perspective, sometimes I look at the price and I'm like, ooh, that's too low. I know that sounds I agree. snooty. Don't, don't judge no, me. No, not judging. Like, ooh, that can't be good. Because you don't want to drink cheap wine because you're gonna have a headache. It's not gonna taste good. Well, and also bad. because the, you're just like, well, they probably have gone the cheap route of wine. Again, I think it. I think if it's a California cheap wine, that's true. I think if it comes from Europe, that's not true. It's not as true. So anyway, yeah. All right, let's get okay. back to the Silverado. So I still think 2013 and 15 are my favorites. Okay. I'm kind of almost out of both, so I'm not sure. Um, oh my god, you are okay. Seventeen has a lot of fruit. It needs to develop more of those tertiary that's what characteristics. I'm yes. So seventeen, let's needs sit for time. a little bit longer. Maybe another and year thirteen. Or two. Thirteen with I think fifteen right out of the bottle is the best. Thirteen with some uh, oxygen on it is I don't know. It's pretty damn good. That's what I'm going with. Final answer. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. I agree. 15 out of the bottle is... Actually, 15 throughout yeah. has just been top-notch. 13, I almost think that... I almost think that now, an hour plus after we've we like poured it, the fruit has started to dissipate more. So it's like you mm-hmm. got to drink it, right? So I think... I think Don't 15, decant it. I think 15 it is the winner. Sit. 15, I think, is hands down the winner. Which go, it's like six years. I mean, honestly, this might just tell us that the perfect time for this wine Particular is wine. six years. Now, granted, every year, weather conditions and all that are different. And I mean, the crop, like if it, like, I'm if gonna, it, yeah. ooh, oh my God, maybe it rained right before harvest for the 2016, which is why it, it tastes it's less possible. concentrated and more it's watery. It's possible, but anyways. Yeah. So 15, we're going to say 15 is the winner. I'm going to say 13 is the runner up. 17 needs, I think, a little, a little, another a little more time. So. And 16, decent, I'm going to say it's good. Okay. It, I think it's a good wine. It's just not what we're looking for. Yeah. Yes, we did it. Ooh, so I like excited. this. Oh my God, vertical. Four years. I told, you know what, guys? Just before I texted Sarah like two hours before she came over, and I was like, oh shit, I have four of these, not three. I thought I only had three vintages. So well, this was really exciting. It's a great surprise. Why not? Now we need to figure out what we're going to open. I think it's a 15. Okay, all right, all right. We don't need to figure it out. We've already decided. Okay. Until Bye, next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.